Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 267, Episode 4 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it is Thursday, December 15th. It is December 15th, okay? Mm -hmm. Everybody cool with that lie? I mean, yeah, fine. Yeah, it is. All right, Miles? You know what that means? December 15th, 2022. Couldn't be any more. Hey, 15th, 2022. yeah, man, look, throw on the bad bunny because it's National Wear Your Pearls Day, okay. Cat Herders Day, Bill of Rights Day, International Tea Day, National ah, Cupcake I've, Day. I've been drinking a lot of English breakfast tea. Oh, uh, oh indubitably. Late, late. Yeah, indubitably. Was it Twinies? Sir? What brand was it? It is. PG I got it right here. Tazo. Oh, Just Jack. Ralph. Come on now. I'm just I'm just in it for the caffeine without it being coffee, you know, Mate. a lighter caffeination in the morning. Mate, you already know Harry Kane had that massive miss in the world. Massive. Cup. I almost Don't. called you and said Harry Kane massive when he made the first <laughs> one. Some people I think tweet, tweeted that shit at me actually when he yeah. missed the penalty. They're like <laughs> Harry Kane massive. <laughs> like yeah, I believe fucked up. Yeah. And then I jinxed you last night because Russ had two buckets in in overtime. And I was like, I texted you, Russ, 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 (laughs) Russ. And then it was more of a, oh, Russ, Russ, Russ. (laughs) Yeah, it was bad. We are, uh, a lot of people don't realize this, but we do determine the outcome of NBA games just through our magical jinxing behavior. You want to know how bad I jinxed it? When there was three minutes left, I was like, okay, we got this. I'm getting the memes ready. I I googled meerkat because that's what I think what Joe Mazzola looks like. He looks like a meerkat. And I was like, wait wait till I hit the group chat with this one dancing on him. And then it like when I started to see the pendulum go, I X the fuck out of the window. I'm like, oh God, I did it. You texted me. Woo. And I was like, okay, I might have to tune in. Went and checked it. And uh, it was was, was bad news from there on. Anyway, bad news bears, Walter Matho. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Wet Boys. What you gone? What you gone? What you gone? A pod. When guess Chris Crofton comes for you. Wet boys, wet boys. What you gonna pod? What you gonna pod when he comes for you? Uh, that is courtesy of Kevin Maloney and courtesy of Chris Crofton just announcing that he's a dry boy. We're wet boys. No further explanation needed. I'm proud to be a wet boy, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Miles Gray, a.k.a. It started with inherited wealth from the Emerald Mines. Hey, boo! Remember when I called that hero a pedo guy? Hey, boo! Monkeys <laughs> dead from knowing inside their brains. They boo. Let that sink because I'm circling round the drain. I'll buy you a horse if you don't boo. Uh, shout out to Salvador <laughs> Jolly. <laughs> I haven't I haven't heard Usher and Alicia Keys my boo in a second, but the fact that you put my boo for they boo and Elon and that nonsense at the Chase Center. Thank you, Salvador Jolly. 
uh, and mm. a jolly one to you as well. A nice reference to him trying to get a hand job with a horse at the end there. Wasn't that yeah. what he said? Or yeah, I, yeah, I guess was he like, was trying to get say he was like, I'll, I'll buy you a horse if you have sex with me. Which or is, if you don't say or you say you didn't have sex with me, it's hard right. to know. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But we have someone here who can help us just kind of work our way through the galaxy mind of Elon Musk. Uh, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a hilarious and talented actor, writer, director, comedian, yeah. and the host of the new podcast, Man Thinkers, on our sister network, Big Money Players. Big Man Thinkers. Players is a satire of the modern world of manfluencers, uh, like a Colbert rapport for our time. Please welcome to the show, George Caraman! Wow, I'm here. What an introduction. I wish I could be introduced like that just every day, all the yeah. time. Hire, in my, hey, hire in us. Hire yeah. us. We'll, I mean, I'm, dude, be... you guys you guys are good hype men. Yes. yes. Absolutely. What's that? What's that? What was that position called when like somebody entered a party back in the like rich white people days, and they're like Jack O'Brien of the <laughs> O'Brien family, and yes. like, you pulled of up the Wilshire O'Briens. Yeah, yeah. What's what was that called? Caller. Was that their only job? The caller. The caller. The, the crier. Oh yeah, town crier. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe crier. that feels like. I, and then would they fucking like shave you if you're like, yo, they they didn't have like the Bruce Buffer of right. criers over there. Yeah, <laughs> they had some other. Oh wait, no, Bruce Buffer is the off-brand one, right? It's his brother, Michael Buffer. Michael the real Buffer. Buffer. Mm. Yeah, they said, oh, they got Bruce Buffer, not Michael Buffer. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I could differentiate between the two of them, but oh, you, I may be underestimating my skills. Michael Buffer is the hands, more handsome one. Like, he looks like the Michael Buffer of the two. Right. The, his brother the looks like off-brand Michael Buffer. And yeah. you're like, man, that ain't Michael Buffer. And you're like, that's his brother, man. He's so Michael Buff, and Michael Buffer is Michael Buffer. <laughs> yeah. George, how you doing? I'm good, guys. I'm good. I can't complain. You know what I mean? Sun is shining as it usually is here yeah, in LA. So I'm good. here in sunny California. Yeah. What are you guys doing? Doing all right. Enjoying the cold. Yeah. 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 yeah, it is nice and chilly. We yeah, we, we don't get that. a lot of that. Although I was back east this week and was got all, got my fill. Cold, cold weather, taking <laughs> the dog for a walk in the cold weather it was nice. See, I like the cold weather, but the thing is, when I I'm from New York, from the city, and when I go back, like I was back for Thanksgiving, I don't mind the cold, but literally, like you do not get but 15 seconds of sunshine hitting your body. Right. You know what right. I mean? Because even if it's sunny to get the buildings, blah, blah, it's a like, short day. And I think yeah. that's what messes me up. Like, that's what causes the seasonal depression thing where I'm like, I need that starlight on my skin. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, for yeah, a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it's that for me more than the cold. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, like walking, like, midday through Manhattan, like, you're like, I'm forever in the shadows of these skyscrapers. Yeah. And then it's, like, jarring when you get to, like, Central Park and it opens up a little bit. Right. You're like, ah! <laughs> yeah, exactly. You feel like a vampire. You get this, you know, and it's like this, yeah. you know what I mean? Your reaction For real. For real. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, George, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our cool. listeners a few of the things we're talking about today. We're going to talk about the Supreme Court justice getting turned up at a partisan holiday party. What? Yeah. It was Brett, Brett Kavanaugh. We know, we know how he uh, feels about beer. Uh, he was kicking it with all the, the coolest of the cool on the right. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the fusion breakthrough. And my cynical side immediately asks the question, how are we going to fuck this up? I think I have some idea. And we're even going to talk about Fox News freaking out over a tiny library's Christmas decorations. And the first shots in this year's war on Christmas have been fired. And the battle was won by Jesse Waters, according to Jesse Waters. Wait, like. They got mad at the decorations in a fucking public library. In a public library that was fully decorated with Christmas decorations. It had a big wreath on the door. All right, tell me more. Don't, don't. Yeah. I I can't, I can't imagine. A gift wrapping station. Okay. And they were like, where's the tree? It was more like interior decorating criticism than anything. Got it. Got it. We'll get to it. All of that. Plenty more. But first, George, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search? history okay so from my recent search history is what is a silent heart attack and did i have one 
Yeah. That I mean, second part was more the motivation for what is a silent heart attack. Because silent heart attacks are a real thing that I didn't know about until I thought I was having one. I don't yeah. think I did have one. But 40% of heart attacks are silent, which means you're not like, you don't have the thought, oh, I'm having a heart attack. You might be, you might feel experienced discomfort and whatnot. But yeah. the thought I was having was like, am I about to have a heart attack? And mm. then I learned later that actually, if you have that thought, you might have already had one. That's troubling. Wow. Yeah, Very I remember troubling. reading about this a number of years ago and feeling like, well, what the fuck? This isn't yeah. fair. <laughs> this this is, yeah. This dude I used to perform with, like, he, like, a couple years ago was, like, posted. He's like, man, I got this weird job pain. And then two days later, he's like, y'all, I had a fucking heart attack, and yeah. I had no fucking idea. He's like, I had this weird neck pain. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like the movies. You're, like, grabbing your left arm and shit. Yep. He was like, it was this weird tightness in my neck and my chest, and it, and I was just kind of disoriented. And then I went, like, he's like, luckily, my partner was like, go to the fucking hospital. Like, oh, yeah, you had a heart attack just now. Damn. It's scary, it's man. It's fucking scary, It's, it's yeah. crazy. And a, and a lot of people will, like, not even know until months later. They go to the doctor and run some tests for, like, something else. And like, oh, by the way, you had a heart attack. Oh, by the way, you're uh, three <laughs> heart attacks deep, ah, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you didn't. Oh, th oh, okay. That's, I just thought that's how you were living. Okay, no, yeah, you <laughs> you're good with that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's wild. So, what, did you did you look into it? Have you been to the doctor to find I did, out? Yeah, I did. Uh, I had been meaning to go to a cardiologist anyway because I have like a family history of stuff, which is another reason why, like you know, uh, the mind yeah. takes over. We were like, oh sure. shit, here we go, because my my dad had a heart attack, my grandfather died of a heart attack, but they were both big time smokers back in the day. So right. I always thought, and I don't smoke, so I always thought, like, well, that's why. But then, right. like, when you experience the thing, and the way it happened for me, too, dude, this is so fucking stupid. I was going hard in a sauna cold plunge situation. Yeah. And I was doing 20-minute sauna, five-minute plunge three times in a row. And I'm like, I'm fucking, Ooh. let's go. Fuck yeah. And, like, the third plunge, I was like, man, I really don't want to go in. But I was, like, pushing myself, like, nah, you can do it, like, blah, blah. And there's, by the way, there's, like, 80-year-old men in this. Yeah. Thing. Maybe not for five minutes, but, like, it's not, like... You know, like there are old dudes in there. So yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm fine. Jump in that third one. And I got through it and it wasn't until afterwards. But dude, I couldn't even finish a sentence without having to take like a like deep, deep breath wow. for the whole day. And then I look. Oh, and then I woke up later that night with like heartburn, but I hadn't eaten anything crazy. And that's another symptom and all this yeah. shit. So I started freaking out because like you start doing the like amateur medical yeah. professional Google yeah. situation and it just gets bad. But I went yeah. to a cardiologist and he ran like um, just like a simple thing. And he was like, look, it's not 100 percent accurate, but like you most likely did not. But we can run more tests if you want. So I'm yeah. going to get more tests done. But him saying I don't think you had one. Yeah. Made yeah. me feel like immediately a thousand times. Right? He was also carrying a bag of golf clubs and stuff. Right. And had a whole outfit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good, bro. <laughs> I, no, you're right, though, dude. That's I fucking I don't know about you guys. I'm like, I'm not down with doctors. Like, it's I know hard. they do great work. Yeah, it's but hard. God damn. The, the arrogance and the condescension you get is like, shut up, dude. You need to. find. It's, it's like I remember being put off by like one of my last doctors because like they were complete like they completely botched like tests that they had to do. Jeez. And I was like, oh, what happened with them tests? They're like, oh, you didn't get them? And I'm like, yeah. no. They're like, oh, you know what? We didn't even send the sample. Can you come back in? Oh, oh my And I was God. like, what the fuck? You were in there being like, man, we got to, we want to like make sure we get a whole blood panel on this. I'm like, what the fuck? That, and it's like little things like that. I get it, like anything totally. you're at work and things fall through the cracks. But at times, like my antenna's up because like I also have a family history of like, like, you know, not great doctors letting shit slip through the cracks and oh, people fuck, passing away and stuff. So yeah. I'm like, God, how do I like, I need somebody. And a lot of people are like, just use, you know, ZocDoc or those other things. You can kind of get an idea of yeah. like how well people are doing, but it's always like, it's, it's always a personal thing too, where you can kind of just want to sense that someone is like, you're a human being that's concerned right. about their health. And I get that for sure. Right. Rather than like, yo man, I'm about to tee off in like 15. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's funny. Like, I feel like, the way I judge doctors is more just like, would I hang out with you? Like, would, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like if we, yeah. if you were at a family dinner, would I be like, Oh, that guy's all right. You know what I mean? Versus like, are you actually super qualified medically, which is probably the way I should do it. But, it, but it's, it's that super <laughs> qualification thing that makes them think. I yeah. feel like that, like, yeah, whatever I say is true. And it's like, you don't know what's happening. Most of being a doctor is just playing detective with your body. Like you don't fucking yeah. know what's happening. 
You know what I mean? And they say the most important aspect of how good a doctor is, like how much patients respond and how well they do is their empathy, like their level of empathy Mm -hmm. and not like their credentials or whatever. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. My wife is a doctor, so I, I I do have to say there are some good doctors. No, out no, that's there, not. This but, isn't even to cast dispersions on the medical profession yeah, at all. Yeah, it's just but that, there's plenty that are fucked up. It's just a sense. It's just like any feeling you have as a human being, concerned, right. obviously exponentially more concerned about your health than a doctor who's looking yeah. at you objectively and being like, "No, nah, you're good." But sometimes people are like. Here's the thing. I just mainlined WebMD for like 18 hours straight. So like, can you hit me with like a few more lines of dialogue that will kind of bolt, like blow this shit out of my mind? And sometimes right, you're like, right. yeah, yeah, you're good. One time I had a doctor be like, man, don't worry, man. Just look, if something feels bad, just come in. And that's when you catch it. There's no point in worrying. And right. I was like, well, I get, thank you for that. Like very Zen, like outlook. But like, I just asked you 700 questions. And from there, you couldn't get that. I'm a little like yeah. freaked out. Yeah. Yeah. 700 questions, one answer. Don't worry about it. That's, You're good, that's man. Look, like yeah. Well, there's no like, there's no like, in, you know, how to deal with people training. I mean, maybe there is a little bit, but that's what I mean, where it's like, it's got like, I remember, dude, one time I went to a, a walk-in clinic because I thought I had an STD and I explained it to you. I was like, yeah, I'm fucking something going on. Fucking, you know, and the guy was like, oh, that doesn't sound like an STD, but you know, pull your pants down. Let me see what's up. So I pulled the pants down and his is his reaction. He looks at my stuff and immediately goes, huh? <laughs> and I was like, what? What is the subtext of hump? Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you? You don't you don't look at a man's junk and say, huh? They and then pulled out nothing. your record and wrote for <laughs> 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, what's hump? My dick's hanging out. I was like feeling super vulnerable and weird. And then he's like, oh, yeah, you just got to like spray athlete's foot stuff on your dick. And I was like, OK, cool. Thanks. Wow. Yeah. I don't I know if it's that. That, that kind of podcast, but, you know, it is. We're, we're going there. <laughs> Yeah. I was like a doctor's like, dude, just spray some tenactin on you. That's <laughs> literally what he did. <laughs> that was what I, that's what I did. I was like, okay. I don't know. You got any tenactin? <laughs> yeah. I mean, doctor? and also the system is being taxed beyond like it. Oh, it's yeah. a, I no, think sure. it's a big systemic problem where America is choosing to just grit, grit it, ign- ignore its way through a pandemic. And oh, yeah. It's not doing And it's so hard it. because, again, yeah, there's just so many disparities within it all and yeah like i said i that's why i i take my time to like really vibe out with doctors now and then when i find them like yes 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 good 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 yes Uh, yes. because because especially in la i feel like there's a lot of like there's this model of like just like a doctor's office that just cranks out patients (laughs) just to collect insurance money you know like we're you're almost like is this for healthcare or is this to be like yeah man they got insurance man just see them for anything yeah. And then send them out their way. And we're just like collecting money. But look, that be the way it is out here. Mm-hmm. Yep. What is something you think is overrated? I think salads are overrated. Okay. All Says the guy who thought he had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> this very true. And I, I definitely eat way too much meat. And I've tried to cut it back since, uh, since my last uh, yeah, maybe heart same. attack. But same. I will say like. The thing with salads, I've never fucked with them. And I think maybe it's just a genetic thing. Like maybe my body just doesn't like the greens, but like you're never full. Like, okay, it's not, okay. It's not salads. It's when people are like, I, I'll have a salad for my lunch. And it's like, that's not a lunch, my dude. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) salads and a couple pieces of chicken in there. That's not, you're fucking starving in like an hour. Yeah. That's why you gotta, you gotta get grains. You gotta get beans in there. If it's going to be, I mean, I think the way I've only ever made a salad like fill me up is like going to like a salad bar, like at a supermarket, filling the tub like to its absolute top where I've basically eaten like two pounds of greens and a couple pieces of chicken and a boiled egg. And I'm like, yeah, all right, that I did it. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like you got it for me, the idea of like stuffing my body with like a pound of greens. I'm like, no, like I don't, (laughs) I know this shit is healthy. But, like, I don't think we're supposed to eat it like that. Like, I think it's more of a grazing situation, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Straight meat eating, though, you know? That's, mm-hmm. I get it. When your belly's full off that meat, what can you do? I feel like the man, the manosphere version of this would be, like, the only way to eat a salad is to, like, put it on the ground and graze it like a cow or something. Like... You know how the oh, River right, King back. like has that yeah. has like all these things like it has to be natural. You have to be eating the way that you would have before the invention of utensils or so. Right, right. I don't right, know if that's it. Yeah. Eat a head of lettuce like a fucking apple. 
Right. You know, like, yeah, yeah, like exactly. a head of cabbage, like an apple. And they're like, that's what you do. And then also take like HGH for like fucking eight years. Yeah. <laughs> which, by the way, didn't Liver King just get caught? With- he yeah. did get caught. Yeah. yeah which I had shocking. He ain't natty, yeah, right. dude. We're still kind of, we haven't really fully covered it because we're still sort of bringing it into our worldview because it really yeah. kind of upset some things. Gotcha. For me, I thought that that was Thoughts just raw prayers. liver giving him the build of a He-Man cartoon. <laughs> just don't as long as you don't wash the dirt off the head of lettuce or off the potato then you better not you better yeah. eat those potato bugs <laughs> <laughs> what's something you think is underrated all right well i have two for you guys so the first one is also going to be laughable considering my heart attack thing but i do <laughs> think cold showers are underrated now okay. i'm not talking about like you know 15 minute cold showers thing crazy but if you're a morning person, like if you shower in the morning, a quick two minute cold shower, dude, wakes you the fuck up. You do it before the hot or at the end of the hot? I'm talking just cold, my man. Just cold. We're no, we're you're no washing hot. yourself in ice cold you're water. You're washing. You're a cold. no hot. Yep. I'm a no hot kind of guy. But here's the thing. It's got to be, you have to be committed to taking a short shower, right? You're not, it's not one of those showers where you're like thinking and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like a quick in and out shower. And it does suck during the shower. It's never yeah. fun. But after you get out, it's yeah. like you had a cup of the cleanest coffee you've ever had. You know what I mean? Like you're just like locked in, ready to rock, feeling good about the day. So my wife is very into Huberman. Do you know Huberman? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 we're, yeah. we're trying to get him on our podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like this Stanford scientist and he has all these like hacks. And one of them is like the cold shower. And yep. she got me to buy in and I did the cold shower and I felt like shit for really? like the rest of the day. I was like, oh my God, I'm like, like exhausted. And yeah, like I have a cold for the rest of the day. So I think it like definitely works for, I think some people for sure. The, like that, the way you described it is the way I always hear people right. describing it, that it like ramps up your kind of energy and your adrenaline. And for me, it was just, my body was like, yo, don't do that ever again. It might've, it might've given you a silent heart attack. Yeah, 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 I think exactly. I felt like shit the whole day. I could barely think. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking neck pain. It's crazy. And what's your other underrated? I think that I think being underrated can be underrated. Like when other people think you are, when other people underrate you or underrate something, Um, that's underrated. Because I, I think, like you know. I don't know. It doesn't really matter if you're a performer or whatever, but like, let's say, let's say I assume you're a bad doctor. We're talking about doctors, right? And then mm-hmm. you come in and you're just like a normal doctor. Yeah. Now I think you're a great doctor because my there expectation was that you were whack. Do you know what I mean? So sometimes <laughs> being underrated gives you an edge. Low bars. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All about low bars, man. Yeah. Every day. The lowest. <laughs> but yeah, like it, it also, yeah, you heard how we opened this podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you heard my usher singing. <laughs> Bar's pretty high. But yeah, it definitely is like a psychological advantage, I think, when it's I think the the most powerful it is is when you actually have a very strong sense of self and you're interacting with somebody right. who underrates you because that's right. when you will app they'll be like, What the fuck was that? Yeah, exactly. I remember I read an interview with Margot Robbie or something where she was talking about how when she first got to L.A. before she was famous, she would go on auditions and she felt like casting or whoever producers, whatever that she was auditioning for, were like when she walked in the room that they would immediately judge her as like just like a hot ditzy person. Mm -hmm. And then when she actually like did the audition and like was good that they were like, oh, my God, she's the best actor ever. She's like, I don't know if I deserve that response, but because people thought I was going to be dumb. The whiplash. The whiplash of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Whiplash. There you go. Hell yeah, bro. (laughs) All right. Let's take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about a celebrated thinker among men, Brett Kavanaugh and uh, what he's up to. Now, now that he got the pass, is in the Supreme Court, and still loves beer. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring the Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. And we're back. And so, I mean, like we started, I feel like maybe, was it the beginning of last year? I don't know. Time is a fucking mess in these days, especially doing a daily Describe podcast. the feeling. Don't try and place it in linear time and maybe I can find you there. Remember when there was the like liberal Supreme Court justice who was talking about how he was not going to retire because they call balls and strikes. And like, he didn't think his fellow justices had any ideological bent. Do you remember that? That was, it, it Wasn't that... seems strikingly recent. Oh, there, there's a recent memory I have where Breyer, the Supreme court justice who everyone was like, you better fucking retired now that we have. Oh like, yeah. He was the Biden in right. the, in office and, you know, democratic, houses you better retire because you're getting old and he was like i just don't i don't see it the supreme court is you know just we're, we're all just out here calling balls and strikes and this is somebody who has to like deal with them and read their opinions and like write the dissenting opinion on this shit and he was still trying to peddle that shit so yeah. anyways that and that was like I don't, I don't know a year and a half ago i feel like. one well, and also it's been a thing since like this this latest wave of confirmations since Trump was in office of like, they're not partisan, okay? We're going to ask them during the confirmation, you fuck with like healthcare and like abortion access, right? And they'll say yes. And then it's fine. They said yes. Right. But it's clear to see now, like the Supreme Court has just become this just overtly partisan body that's the been most infiltrated. The weapon for the right wing. Yeah, and the the Federalist Society has done their damnedest to rebalance the scales in favor of a conservative worldview. And there was a time when, like, that take of, like, a Supreme Court justice would be like, excuse me, partisan? (laughs) Get the fuck out of here now. How dare you? my chambers. (laughs) Please, please. Chambers. Um, And, like, they all insisted politics had nothing to do with their decisions, but we all know that's bullshit. I mean, Clarence Thomas is basically a walking conflict of interest since his wife, uh, Jenny January 6th Thomas, is a conservative activist and also walking QAnon post or 4chan post, whatever you want to, however you want to describe that. Alito and Amy Coney Barrett, are like regular speakers at all these partisan events and like they laugh about all the bullshit they have to go through since they're the face of curtailing people's human rights. Which brings us to Brett Kavanaugh, 
because he was at a holiday party last Friday night at Matt Schlapp's house. Now you say, who's Matt Schlapp? Schlapp. Maybe you know who he is. He's the head of fucking CPAC. Like we talk about when the actual CPAC convention goes down and we always call it like racist Coachella because that's usually what it is. Like it's just end to end fucking nonsense being screamed at. At last year's CPAC, they had a like jail cell set up with a like MAGA person in it, like in, you know, the performance prisoner uniform, like just looking sad for the whole time to be like this is this is what has happened to us this right. is look at this these man. are our political prisoners look at this photograph <laughs> exactly oh wait i was almost gonna do that <laughs> look at this photograph <laughs> <laughs> but you know a schlap has been like salivating like the fucking cartoons like trying to unite right-wing extremists from the u.s and europe i like he even had cpac in hungary because he wanted to be close to victor orban and at the time Victor Orban, like at the conference, was saying that Europe was, quote, committing suicide through immigration. And when Matt Schlapp was asked about it, he said, quote, Roe v. Wade is being adjudicated at the Supreme Court right now for people that believe that we somehow need to replace populations or bring in new workers. I think it is an appropriate first step to give the enshrinement in law the right to life for our own unborn children. You will not replace us. So he's in that great replacement theory garbage. And mm-hmm. anyway, a, a sitting Supreme Court justice was rubbing elbows at this man's house. Who was there? Just some people you might know. Matt Gates, Sean Spicer, Alex Acosta, Sebastian Gorka, Stephen Miller, fucking Eric Prince of Blackwater <laughs> fame. Goddamn mercenary king. Dream there. team, baby. Dream team. They got it all covered. Wait, which Supreme Court justice was there? Oh, it was Brett Kavanaugh. Brett. Brett. So was Squee there? No, Squee wasn't there. But Squee didn't make it. But he did have a shirt on underneath, I think, that said like the fuckboy prince of Rehoboth Beach. (laughs) And mind you, Stephen Miller has a like an organization he started called America First Legal. They have they have cases that are that are going to be heard by the Supreme Court coming up. Mm. And this guy's fucking just there being like, Oh, what's up, dude? So I would be more outraged, but you know. It's I think just the there's been a great job of obscuring how partisan the Supreme Court has been for many years. But yeah, like it's just it's it's just wild to be like, okay, so this is where we're at. We've completely like lost control of the Supreme Court. And they're just openly being like, yeah, dude, I fucking kick it with fucking Sebastian Gorka and the homies. Yeah, they're openly building a fascist movement like that's, you know, global, global fascist movement. And the Supreme Uh, Court's right at the right at the middle. It's right just, in there. It's just wild because you see, like, all the time, like, like a law professor was chiming in. They're like, you, this is absolutely, like, terrible for a Supreme Court justice. I just want to re- read the words of uh, Emory University School of Law professor Tanya Jacoby. said, quote, Supreme Court justices should be extraordinarily careful in not only having no actual ethical difficulties, but having no appearance of an ethical conundrum as well. And I'm like, <laughs> you think <laughs> they give a fuck? Seriously, I know some people believe that's how it is, but we're taking people like we're just letting, you know, the the process is allowing people who have no sense of like what is, you know, what like what's sanctified about the Supreme Court. And like a lot of people like Democrats, like I, I just can't believe it. But you, you got to believe it. <laughs> like that's, that's what the, that's what the end game is for these people. They're not playing by the same rules. And it just feels like like pre-Viking Europe where people were like, don't worry if there's if there's a cross on this building with all the gold in it, people will know it's of God and they won't want to go to hell or anything. Then Vikings showed up who were like, bro, we don't believe we believe in nothing. And they just right. took everybody's shit. And then people were like, ah, what happened? It's like right. you're dealing with the same thing. These people don't respect the same ideas you have. So to act like they're going to protect anything, uh, it's just it's exhausting. Yeah, the norms are gone. Nobody, yeah. nobody's shocked by anything. I was going back through the tweets of the year because we're doing a like social media year in review for when, when we're off. And there's this one from at one red Che or Chi, C-H-E-E. Conservatives, we want to murder all people with pronouns in their bio. Liberals snort. We is a pronoun. <laughs> right. I feel like that's like that's the level the fight is happening. Like, uh, gotcha. With with the word play instead right. of they're 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 pretty they they seem to be taking this seriously so maybe maybe we should 
It's like but. getting robbed and being like, oh, well, somebody's broke. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, uh, yeah, but they're still going to make you run your shit. Like, right. So <laughs> what have you actually done here? George, as somebody who has to inhabit the mind and personality of, you know, <laughs> so someone who is is kind of friendly to this way of thinking, how, how do you think about this? Just the general uh, state of state of our. Yeah. Yeah. It's look, it's sad. Like if you uh, you can go that route, right, where it's like super depressing. I think like one of the things that stands out to to me a lot with like. Because, you know, I have to, first of all, let me say this. So, you know, my show, like like you said, like we're kind of satirizing these types of guys and these types of podcasters and whatnot. So like on YouTube and whatnot, you know, I will watch a bunch of like Jordan Peterson videos or Ben Shapiro videos or whatever for like ideas, you know, because we do scripted bits too. And like now you see how the algorithm works, because if you go to my YouTube homepage, you would Oof. think I was like yeah. out of my fucking mind. And all I did was watch like, you know, fucking 20 of these vids that are like three minutes long. But you see how it just the more that content you consume, the more and more extreme shit they start like recommending to you, like the algos. And then I'm like, oh, this is how it happens. Like you watch some Jordan Peterson video where he's like, clean your room. And you're like, okay, there's nothing wrong with someone saying clean your room, I guess. And then like six months later, it's like neo-Nazis. You know what I mean? That's like and it's like, oh, fuck, like that to me is probably one of the most depressing aspects of it is like if we didn't live in a world where we have algos feeding us what it thinks we will like would would people would as many people be being pushed out to the extremes that they are you know what i mean yeah and that's kind of sad yeah it's hard it's hard to say how much the uh, like chicken and egg of like the algorithm versus like just the overall fascist movement. I, like, like it's la- all, but so intertwined. Is the yeah, thing. exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the last, the last like super big rise of fascism coincided with, you know, the invention of like the loudspeaker and radio becoming very popular and, you know, films and TV and like things that could reach a lot of people. And it feels like, Right. You know, well, when we don't have those things locked in and like they get out further than we're able to kind of deal with it as a species, this tends to be the initial reaction is just let the fascists kind of go wild. Like right. you see that on just chat rooms. If if a chat room isn't moderated, the, the fascists come in and just start wrecking the tone and start like saying horribly offensive things. And and they try and normalize that behavior where it's like it almost becomes numbing to someone where it's like, well, there's so much of this shit. This is just normal kind right, of a thing. Right. Like, obviously, you're not having that thought, but this is subconscious erosion of people's minds. Like I always used to say, like, if Trump was like 20 percent as crazy as he is, I always felt like he would actually be, have been more hated and less popular because i'm like he's so insane and so many that he's he says so much crazy shit that it becomes numbing to people where it's like did you see what trump said and like yeah well it's trump whereas if he had if any other president had said one of the things he said it would have been a fucking uproar yeah i mean but it's because you know he that's who he is that's his reputation is just like insane insane shit saying racist shit whatever it is and then people just like are like used to it in a in a fucked up way you know what i mean Flood the zone with shit is a right. abs- is a stated strategy of right. you know Steve Bannon. Flood the zone with shit. Speaking of Trump, I mean it's it's probably worth talking about this Fox News freakout over uh, libraries, Christmas decorations, because another the, threat to our society. Another another huge threat to our society. So it became a major news story. It was basically one library in Dedham, Massachusetts, population twenty five thousand. Opted not to put up a Christmas tree this year. One person, patron of the library. Oh, I guess it was a branch supervisor. Wrote a Facebook post. Where Facebook is where all the good discourse is happening. Oh yeah, complaining about the decision, pleading, please bring Christmas back to my beautiful library. The post didn't mention that the library was still packed full of Christmas stuff. There's a giant wreath on the door. Santa, elf, and snowman decorations on the desk inside, like the front desk. First thing you see. 
There are Christmas DVDs and books prominently displayed for the season. And there's even a gift wrapping station. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And also there's a bunch of Christmas trees in the town hall that you like walk past to get to the library (laughs) and in a community garden just steps away from the library. So it's like somebody had to draw a border in their mind and be like, these Christmas trees don't belong to the library. So it's not fair. But this, of course, prompted news outlets to descend on the town (laughs) because of a angry Facebook post. They interviewed angry residents, one of who complained that the library celebrates other holidays like Pride Week, Fourth of July, Thanksgiving, Kwanzaa, and the Jewish holidays. Mm. Interesting. But I'm also... This person's wild. They complain. They're like, yeah, you know the dumb shit like Fourth of July yeah, and Thanksgiving. Like, not... I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> this person's probably like, like a, has like a fringe political ideology too. Right. They're like they're homophobic, but they're also like Thanksgiving celebrating a genocide. <laughs> like, well, is that what you're saying, or you're just anti-Turkey? But anyway, I thought that was an interesting spread yeah. of yeah. dates that he chose. And they, all, by the way, they are also celebrating Christmas to a, to a wild degree with a gift wrapping station. And but Jesse Waters, of course, picked this up. Reported that the first shots have been fired on the war on Christmas. A graphic claiming there's a Scrooge among us. You might remember Scrooge, the character who famously had a wreath on his door and lent out DVD copies of Elf. That, yeah, <laughs> the publicity led to the library staff being bullied and threatened online. The town eventually said they would put trees up in the libraries, claiming that much of the backlash transpired before we had even started our seasonal decorating. So this was like all based on a conversation that they possibly misunderstood. But Jesse Waters' show proceeded to dox the library director, like out this person who's just trying to do their job and called her a Grinch. They were like, she's the town's library director and she banned Christmas. And then claimed that the decision to put a tree in the library was due to pressure from his show. And what the f- So there's a, a victory for them. It, it's just our writer Jam points out one of the very few, because this isn't even technically like they hadn't put up their Christmas decorations yet when this controversy started. The only time that you can really find an incident of a Christmas tree ban in the news, you have to go back to the 80s. And we've talked about this in the past, the time that Donald Trump prevented his tenants from having a tree or even Christmas decorations in the apartment building he owned in the 80s. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. It's they're so worried about I mean, no the war on there. Christmas. They're just, uh, fucking, they're just grasping at shit. It's just so weird. Just flailing at shit. Like, it, remember, like, remember, it was like Biden. Really jumped the gun on his decorations. Meanwhile, they were outside lighting up their fucking Christmas tree in New York. Yeah. Like, the same fucking day. Like, hours before they even ran that story. And now this one is, there wasn't tree? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's so... I, I guess at a certain point, I'm sure this is also why, like, they're, like, having trouble with, like, voter performance, too. Because, like, I get that there is some sense of outrage. Like, if you're if you're living in this shit of like, what is happening to Christian America or whatever. But I think that for other people who might not be as invested in that, it's hard to like keep that kind of outrage up that actually be like, that will get you to the point where like, and the world needs to change. And I'm going to dedicate myself to that because the stakes are much higher for people living on the other side of the coin who are like asking for real things like fucking healthcare. So I'm like, it's just, it's odd that this is always just the way they chum the waters with this like lazy fucking outrage shit. Cause this feels like even their producers are like, wait, wait, wait. So like there's other stuff like maybe they're saying happy holidays. Like, no, no, they're saying Merry Christmas. Right. Are there trees? Like, no, there's fucking trees like all like in the park, like in the city hall, like on your way in, but inside like an next gift wrapping station, I didn't see a tree. Fuck. All right, man. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's really a difference of opinion of interior decorating. It's, <laughs> Like, holy shit. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, well. Grinch. Okay. Trees are expensive. Yeah. Have you, man, I tr- I tried to buy a mini fucking tree. I have a reusable one because I can't, like, I remember one time I wanted a tree that's six foot tall and, like, six years ago, like, that's a minimum, like, $110. Like, $110. I was like, shit, I get my reusable one. But even, yeah. like, the small ones are, like, 50 bucks. Or maybe yeah. that's just the L.A. Anyway, yeah, no, I think I, don't need to be. I think it's all pretty expensive. I'm ranting about trees, you know? Yeah. And not the kind you smoke. That's right. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break. 
We'll be back to talk about fusion. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. And we're back. And the news out of science is undeniably good. Scientists at a lab in California created the first breakthrough in nuclear fusion technology that seems to suggest we might be on a path to be able to create clean, sustainable energy using basically the same power as the sun, but here on Earth, just like create a little sun from this Mm -hmm. LA Times article. Last week, for the first time, they designed this experiment so that the fusion fuel stayed hot enough, dense enough, and round enough for long enough that it ignited and produced more energy than the lasers had deposited, which that's that's what you need. The net energy game was about two megajoules in, about three megajoules out. I was reading all about it. I'm like, I don't know what a fucking megajoule is. Is that like a vape cartridge? Yeah. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? But there were plenty of articles that were like, Hey, dumbass, this is why this shit is fucking important. And I'm like, oh, shit, because normally, right, we're using fission reactors in nuclear power plants, which are splitting atoms and create radioactive waste, like in the form of spent fuel rods. This is literally fusing them to create an energy, like a net energy gain and has no like has none of the pitfalls of like fission reactors. It's clean, which I was like, oh, okay, so. No, like, Chernobyl, Fukushima-type shit. Also, infinite, like, it's clean, and once you get it going, like, it's it's a party for, for all to have fucking energy. Right. That was, like, that's when I was like, I see, I see. That is, that's big. Yeah. Yeah, it, it also generates three to four times as much energy as fission, which itself is already roughly a million times more powerful than any other energy source on Earth. So... <laughs> Wait, what, how many times more? Roughly a million times more powerful. A, than a million any other. times more. Wait, how many? How, wait, how, what's fusion is how many times more than fission? Three to four times as much as and, fission. Oh, Jesus. And that's wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's very, very intriguing, very promising. Still, like the fact that we don't 
use fission, the thing that's already a million times more powerful than the other energy that we have available to us, I think that has more to do with it not fitting into the world's preferred paradigm of the moment, which is global corporate capitalism. Like, you you need the government to, like, intervene and handle a nuclear reactor, essentially. Right. That's not a thing that can be, like, easily privatized. You can't just, like, find some, you know, plutonium rods and, you know, be, <laughs> start become your own a, DIY yeah, nuclear fish. Become reactor. a nuclear billionaire overnight, you know? Right. So I don't know, it, like we already have a fairly when you, when you look at like people writing about the nuclear energy that we have available to us through fission, like it's already pretty safe. And, you know, there are some downsides, but not nearly the amount of downsides that fossil fuels have. But, you know, through a steady drumbeat of like disaster movies and overblown news disasters, it keeps it as something we're afraid of. and. I don't. I don't know if it's that if they're all overblown. I mean, not like, all over to cut, render like wide swaths though. of a nation like <laughs> unusable. Sure. I think is bad, but I get I get the point because I think my first reaction is like nuclear bad. No, yeah, the Simpsons, yeah. three eyed fish. Yeah, I'm specifically <laughs> like from the Simpsons. I'm trained to be scared <laughs> of nuclear energy for sure, but greenhouse gases have like killed way more people. Yeah, George, why, do you have uh, a similar reaction? What's your first thought when you hear nuclear energy? I mean, I, like you, just assume it's bad. But I'm like, I don't know. I In my mind, I'm like, if we had a thousand nuclear plant, nuclear energy plants in America, would that, me, would that be all, would that be it? Like, would that be the only energy we would need? Because I feel like I've read stats like that where it's like, you know, it wouldn't take that many nuclear power plants around the world to like power the entire world. Yeah. And it's like it's and in my understanding is it's clean until there's a Chernobyl. But yeah, then right. when there's a Chernobyl, that's really fucking bad. And you get the three eyed fish, like you said. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So and, right. And how many fallout. how many Chernobyls have we had? So we've had like two or has there been a bunch more than I that I don't know about? Yeah, there's Fukushima. There, There's definitely been some high profile disasters. And there there is something I think naturally that scares us about like such a sort of hard to wrap your mind around like form of power. But I, I definitely don't think fission especially is without its flaws. It's just when you look at what gas like and coal right, what, right. has has done to people, you know, it kills them in ways that they're comfortable with, I guess. Right, right. You know, well, I guess comparatively, like you have more deaths from fossil fuel burning energy generation right. than you would like these nuclear, you know, like, like millions of yeah like way 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 more right. yeah i think that's what makes the fusion thing so exciting is where you go well guess what none of that is a possibility with fusion in fact like you can't even make nuclear weapons with fusion like a fusion reaction type like facility so yeah. there's like all this stuff you're like it's actually the best fucking way possible like right and but then like and i'm like okay great so we're out of the woods but again i feel like they only were able to do that in a small controlled like experiment. And now it's about scaling that up to like a commercial level, which they say is like a, maybe a couple decades away. But yeah, yeah, yeah. For there sure. was a in college, there was this lake near my college that was man-made and there was a nuclear power plant nearby and the lake was always warm. And the local people were like, yeah, the the power plant, like, it's just because, you know, like the like the pipes or some shit like running. It's like, so it's always warm. It's always warming it. And I was like, that sounds bad. Like, that <laughs> sounds really bad. Like, we're swimming in like a man-made lake. That's it's a hot spring. A, yeah, hot, a nuclear powered hot spring. <laughs> nuclear like, hot we... spring. <laughs> yeah. You guys want to go so... swimming at the nuclear hot spring? Yeah. You want to go to Three-Eyed Frog Lake? Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It is, again, like talking about things that are like really intertwined. It's hard to figure out how much of it is just like a natural fear of like, well, radiation is this thing that we don't like fully understand. We know is bad as compared to fossil fuels. But th there's also been a concerted smear campaign by fossil fuel companies right. to make nuclear energy terrifying because gas yeah. is something one person can, you know, put in a truck and sell to another person. And, you know, nuclear power, you need 
government level budgets to invest in a power plant that requires, you know, massive infrastructure and resources. And then everything, you know, from there is much more efficient. But that's not a thing that you can like easily incorporate into the system, the the money system of the world. And then also like most of the money in the world or a great deal of the money in the world, at least at this time, is tied up in the current system of global capitalism and privatization and deregulation. And this would move and you you really want to closely regulate these nuclear power plants. They'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Everybody's getting electricity now? Yeah. For like cheap? Oh, fuck. Because they're already (laughs) like, you think how hard like fossil fuel companies were fighting solar energy and right. like, but, but technology has gotten to the point where they're like, sorry, like this one's just going to get away from you more and more as more people are like, well, fuck it. Then I'll put on my house if I have to like the idea where they're like, well, fuck man, they, they just the fucking sun gives them that. And this thing makes like a sun basically that they <laughs> right. can exploit the energy off of. That's like a fucking nightmare for like a lobbyist whose interests are like, gotta keep, gotta keep the fucking dinosaur bones at the forefront. Yeah. Guys, you want to burn up dinosaur bones or some weird, freaky science future shit? Come on, y'all. I'm with (laughs) dinosaur bones. This might sound like a dumb question, but why is fusion so much harder than fission? Like, what is it that has made the fusion thing so, like, out of our reach? No clue. Okay. Respect. (laughs) Couldn't tell you. (laughs) I wish this was that kind of podcast. Could could it be that fission was you know, easier to turn into a weapon. And so they, mm. you know, they, they were out at the cutting edge of that and had their, there were more resources invested in it. I don't know that that makes sense to me, but I actually haven't done, done the research. It just might be, you know, from a science perspective, like much, much more difficult, but I just, I, I'm interested to watch how this story unfolds because, you know, I th- I have absolutely no doubt that, the global corporate order will find ways to sabotage the use of nuclear power in this form as well, or at least try to. But I also think they'll be going with the grain of, you know, the hive mind of global capitalism and and people naturally will just kind of want to reject this, even though even though it I don't know, it has a good head start. Uh, yeah, because the first thing we're finding out about it is like they created a sun in a lab as opposed to, you know, nuclear weapons. So that's well, and maybe a benefit. The lazy uh, Google search I did is that it just takes way more energy to fuse atoms than to split them. Right. Mm. That's the other thing. And the amount of pressure and all this other stuff they have to recreate for fusion to take place is just much harder than splitting an atom and make shit go boom. I mean, it's metaphorical, um, right? It's way, way harder to like bring things together than just destroy shit seriously right yeah and then look at and look at the unbelievable power unleashed in people in, in the things coming together versus putting right. them apart a good right. metaphor a good oh, metaphor yeah. but yeah. yeah did you guys see that thing with christopher nolan recently about oh the, yeah the, about oppenheimer like, yeah like so what did he do he like he's he's, he's bragging that he was able to recreate an atomic blast without cgi and then everyone's like so wait are you saying <laughs> Like, what did you do? You yeah. blew up like a small atomic. I didn't quite understand what yeah, was going on. We there, just but... saw the headline. It I, to me, it sounds like he was able to create a mushroom cloud, you know, got it, got um, it. which okay. doesn't necessarily need like an atomic bomb to do. But yeah, I have a feeling that's wouldn't just, put it past them. sick. Like, it's like, fuck yeah, I made it a fucking mushroom cloud. Do you guys get that on camera? Yeah. It's also wild when you look back at like the history of the U.S. and, you know, during the Cold War, there. They were just so cavalier with nuclear weapons. <laughs> they were just like bombing, just like bombing, you know, uh, places in the desert, like within, you know, sight range of Las Vegas all the time. They had like a Las Vegas beauty pageant that was like Mrs. A bomb. And like you yeah. could see, like as the beauty pageant's happening, you could see like mushroom clouds in the distance. So I'm sure that also didn't help with people's willingness to, you know, the, the fact that it was mostly a weapons thing. For like when it first came on the scene. Yeah. Well, and I, well, yeah. And also, we just have the worst examples when you right. hear the word nuclear or atomic. Yeah. It's not of like, course. yeah. And like the, the jetpack that saved everyone's life. It's like atom bombs. You know that horrible shit? Or oh, Chernobyl. You saw that on HBO? Anyway, that. And then you're immediately like, ugh. 
Yeah. yeah. But bring on the fusion, please. And I think, honestly, it may... I know, like, there is a... Obviously, we know that something that could just be, like, infinitely replicated, like, and created, like, energy is a bit of a kind of gross idea to fossil fuel companies. But I also feel like it gives, like, society the out, too. Like, where they're like, no, man, if we can just do fucking this, then we can fucking eat the meat and do fucking everything else. And then we can just just nip this part in the bud and then have free energy for everyone. So who knows? I mean, we're not, we're not exactly about doing the work uh, in this country. So mm. yeah, yeah. I certainly saw it as like, wow, science really did it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> did I, it. you bailed I us they out. Did. It'll just be interesting to see if we're willing to use it. But well, right. And then the, and the other thing being is we can't wait 20 to 30 years to then be like, right. all right, clean energy. It's also we need to be doing that shit yesterday. So, right. Hey, all right. at least we had a breakthrough. Well, George, pleasure having you on the Daily Zeitgeist. Where can yeah. people find you, follow you, hear you, all that good stuff? Yeah, well, uh, everyone should check out the Man Thinkers podcasts with Big Money Players, also an iHeartMedia podcast, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, if you guys, you know, if listeners like the Colbert Report or like uh, John Stewart era Daily Show, it's more of that vein. You'll definitely like the show. And then follow Man Thinkers on socials, just at Man Thinkers. And for me, it's just at George Carman, K-A-R-E-M-A-N. Follow it up. There you go. And is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? You know, I, I was thinking about this and I haven't been obsessing over anything recently, but there I, I was kind of feeling all the White Lotus like theme song remixes that were going down in the last Whoa. couple of weeks. Have you guys heard any of that stuff? Huh. I heard like a, a Wild House remix like a couple of weeks ago. Of <laughs> yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. I was just I was uh, uh, I thought it was cool how so many people were into that theme song. And it made me wonder, like, now did is the show as big as the theme song or is it just the theme song that's taking off? Do you know what mm. I'm saying? I yeah, like the yeah. show. I watch the show. But in my mind, I feel like people, uh, at least on social media, that theme song blew up more than the actual show itself. Wow. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The theme song is great. And apparently, like, the intro, if you, like, look at the actors' names that are on screen, like, next to the painting, like, the name, there's, like, symbolism and stuff involved. It was, it was yeah. well done. Well done. Very well done. Guys, thanks for having me. This was a pleasure. It was all mine. Uh, yeah. Super fun to talk with you guys today. It was awesome having you, man. Miles, where can people find you? What is a tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Check Jack and I out. New episode of Miles and Jack Got Mad. Boosties just dropped. You can hear us, or at least hear me, half panic about having to play the Celtics. And it turns out I was right. Also, if you like 90 Day Fiance, check me and Sophia Alexandra out on 420 Day Fiance. Uh, you know, just having a laugh. Some having tweets. a laugh, having a bit of a laugh. Uh, this one is just from at Requiem Arm. Jesse tweeted, "LOL, look at this dipshit I saw on the street," <laughs> and it's a picture of Rudy Giuliani like on the sidewalk, <laughs> squinting so hard at his phone, and it just feels like the most real. Like, look at this dipshit kind of photo, uh, and I just love that because he's got like. His outfit is wild. He looks like if Oswald Cobblepot got into streetwear or like big baggy draft day suits. Uh, that's a reference to the Penguin's original name uh, from Batman. And he's got like Skechers shape ups on underneath. I don't know. It's very dipshitty. So yeah. shout out to you. He's for really, that flick. yeah, really. He's just squinting himself. at his phone. He's doing that thing where his phone's down here and he's going, huh? That's right. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. I like to tweet from Zach Budrick, who tweeted, Everybody at the office got mad at me because I said Shit's Creek seems like a show for straight women who have bachelorette parties at gay bars. <laughs> and it seems, it seems accurate. I mean, it seems right that people got mad at him. Fuck you, Zach. That's not cool. Leave Shit's Creek alone. I don't know. I don't want to get... I don't want to run afoul of the Shit's Creek. You don't want to be up Shit's Creek, dude. Yeah, exactly. No, you don't. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do you think people might enjoy? Oh, I just want to play some Ann Peebles. The source material for Missy Elliott's uh, Can't Stand the Rain. This track is called I Can't Stand the Rain. Because uh, it's fucking sampled from Van Peebles. And 
dope instrumentation. I was, it's funny, I was listening to this and then super producer Brian was like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is that Al Green's band? And when you listen to it, you can, it, it sounds, yeah, again, yeah. everybody was using the same backing bands and it was Al Green's band. Uh, you can, if you're like kind of a musician nerd, you can hear it in the snare drum and that horn section, the Memphis horns. Anyway, and Peebles, I Can't Stand the Rain, enjoy. All right. Uh, well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. Back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.